Hello, welcome to the official episode one of series two of Same Shit Different Brain with me, Rebecca Ryder. This episode, to officially kick off the second series, I've spoken to Mike Richard. Mike founded the community interest company Talk About It Mate, whose peer support groups for men now have hundreds of members. He and his team also started Walk About It Mate, which hosts regular open walk and talk meetups in different locations in Manchester to get out and chat in the great outdoors. There's also now Talk About It Women, Proud About It Mate, which supports the LGBTQIA community and Talk About Neurodiversity for those with but not limited to autism and ADD and ADHD. And last but not least, Kick About It Mate, which is a regular football therapy group. They also offer workshops, mental health education in schools and one-to-one talk therapy, with Mike now training as a counsellor after working in education for over a decade. Mike spoke about the journey he went on with his own mental health after his struggle with depression seriously interfered with the university at 18 and he then battled anxiety throughout his 20s. Eventually, a traumatic mental breakdown a few years ago led Mike to seek support for his challenges, putting him on the path to recovery that brought him to the position of supporting so many others that he's in today. Mike also spoke about neurodiversity, why can't I say that word, and getting to grips with his own ADHD. I hope you enjoy it, and if you feel like this podcast has added some value to your life, I'd love if you could spare a minute to please leave an Apple podcast with you. Enjoy. Hiya, Mike. You okay? Are you right? Yeah. yeah good, good. Glad to hear it. It's nice to um, finally meet you or, or Zoom meet you at last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for um, joining. So as I, as I said, this is the first episode of my second series. So I'm pretty excited about it. And I've been listening to the Talk About It Mate podcast as well, um, which I know you've finished with now, haven't you? Did you uh, well, yeah, we've done three seasons, yeah. But yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think it was the episode, uh, was it the Pride episode? And you were saying um, you'd sort of grown it and you'd... Um, you were feeling like you wanted to move on from it, unless there's been a development since then, and you've you've come back. But uh... I don't know. Well, see, I think it's all about finding the people. You know, like yeah. it's, you feel like you do a lot, and then you get you go on to other projects and stuff like that. I don't think I never set up how to do a podcast, but uh, it was very enjoyable, and and the new people that came in in the last series series season. I feel like I'm so American. Um, they, <laughs> no, they yeah. really added something, yeah, and to see how they liked it, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It costs money as well, don't they, to do it after after a time. I started doing it on my phone and just would go and meet someone in a cafe and do it that way. But oh, now, we've yeah. oh, were they in different. person? Yeah, you, you did sound like you were like sat in a space together. So, yeah, because I've always done them on Zoom, you see, because I started it in lockdown. But doing them in yeah. person is something I've thought I'd like to start doing. It's just finding the spaces. I mean, yeah. I know you have within some public hall, don't you, that you have the meetings in? yeah 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 so. good good venue that we love the guys there and uh yeah just really lucky to have people who like back your work like they do yeah i love that place as well it's really cool i've been to like some comedy nights and stuff there 
So that I bet that'd be an idea for meetings. So my dog always decides to come in with a bone and start chewing really loud when I'm on a call. <laughs> so I'm gonna say that off him because I bet yeah. say that in the background. <laughs> That's gone, so now he's annoyed. Um <laughs> but yeah, I'll start with the first question anyway, because it's not a formal okay. one. But um how's okay. your day going? Long. Long. Yeah. Um, this is my last thing, and I'm quite excited because it's the last thing, and I can put my feet up and have a day. Oh. Um, ups and downs, but not bad. Ups and downs, but like uh, Wednesday's always my kind of to my meetings and paperwork day. Um, so yeah, constantly out of my comfort zone, doing things that I'm not comfortable with. Um, so at the end of the day, I kind of get tired, you know, mental fatigue. But you also feel, oh, I've learned a lot, I've grown a lot. So. Uh, We've got a nice, yeah. we've got a nice write up in Wigan for one of our groups in Wigan in the Wigan paper. So uh, someone sent that over halfway through the day, and that really pepped me up. So it, it, I'm really quite proud about that. Yeah, yeah. Because you're doing a PhD at the moment, aren't you? So you... I wish, I wish. <laughs> is it? Oh, have I got that wrong? What is it that you're doing at the moment? I'm doing a master's in counselling psychotherapy. But, uh, oh well, wow. impressive. Yeah, I might not finish it to straight away. I might get my qualification as a counsellor, get yeah. out there, get work and experience, and then go back and do the master's because <laughs> it's quite draining. <laughs> yeah, so is is that what you're doing during the day, like counselling as well, like getting the on-site experience while you train kind of thing? Yeah, Mondays we're actually in university now, which is great. So we actually get to go into the lecture theatre and do our development groups and skills. Uh, but yeah, Tuesdays normally I see clients on my placement. Um, but I've got a lot. I've got my, all my hours. I just need to keep my skills t- ticking over until I can qualify in the summer. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, it sounds a lot, but um, rewarding. It's you, you still have to find the time, don't you, to just stop and slow down and find time for yourself even if it That's is very hard work helping other people yeah because you used to be a primary teacher didn't you i did 10 years in the primary setting so uh yeah, yeah good memories hopefully go back in the future and do some mental health stuff in schools but this time like, on my own terms if that makes sense yeah yeah that sounds good i mean it sounds like it's been sort of integrating skills a lot more now and changed a lot since I was at school anyway definitely it's not something that ever would have been discussed when I was at school so yeah that's that sounds really positive I'll change it for the better on that front so what led you to start talk about it mate in the first place yeah it's a good one and people ask me this a lot and, and I don't maybe talk about it enough um, yeah. for somebody who runs this thing but yeah it's all kind of intertwined with my story yeah it, it, uh, my journey in mental health really kind of led me to start it so um you know if i go back to 18 when i was diagnosed with depression and it wasn't something that was ever talked about then i couldn't get any support beyond getting some um you know medication and talk to any of my friends about it you know with, this was like 2004 and and t- times were different and there was a more of a stigma and, and stigma starts with yourself as well because you don't want to like yeah. talk and be different uh yeah and then for me anxiety very bad through my 20s uh and i just couldn't shake it off you know it would go it would cost me relationships and then towards the end of my friend 20s it cost me friendships and and um we had a mental breakdown before i was 30 just before i was 30 when i lived in london and that was you know i say rock bottom and then uh i did make a lot of changes after that because i had to uh, because i'd reached crisis point which i wish i hadn't but you know i had to and then uh you know i started to have therapy relapse 
it happens yeah. um and, and another breakdown and uh, but then kind of picked up from there and it wasn't until I had person-centered therapy then about four years ago was moving back from london to manchester and, and decided right i'm looking for something it's not there so if you can't find what you're looking for do it yourself i'm a really big believer in that um, i wouldn't i was a sayer not a doer for a long long time but for the last four or five years I, i'm a very much a doer so i created talk about it mate oh that's good yeah no it's brilliant it's it is easy to forget why you do these things but it's good to remember them and come back to them i guess on the days where you feel you can't find the motivation or you think why am i doing this or no one appreciates it <laughs> um i made sure i wrote them down at the start and it, it does it takes getting to that place doesn't it i mean you wouldn't have the same empathy if you hadn't had those breakdowns and i don't know whether i'm estimating wrong here but I, I, would you change it i mean because you've you've learned so much from it obviously and i know you've have you'll have I'm sure some painful memories from it, but it's pros question, that's a really good question that um yes and no. I mean, I, I I wouldn't have wanted to get to as bad as it got to. Oh. Like I would have wished I'd like left a bad relationship or moved out and, and done something earlier before it came to yeah. a head, really. Um but at the same time all of those things are transformative and you and you learn from. So, you know, yeah, yes and no. But uh yeah, win or, win or learn, someone said to me the other week, like for everything. Like, I used to think, like, oh, I used to call myself a loser and stuff. And, like, and, and, and actually, from these, like, losses, or, or I think I've learned so much, and I don't let an opportunity go now where something goes wrong, or someone might criticize me or criticize myself to not learn from it. So, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. I'm glad it has happened in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. It's, it's like, you know, we just think why couldn't we just know all this from the start without without going through the horrible stuff but that's life isn't it you don't you don't grow with, without all of that i guess so what's been the most rewarding aspect of doing talk about it mate yeah it's definitely rewarding uh, um, but yeah there's loads involved in in creating and managing a social enterprise uh, but i think for me it comes down to the core of it the feelings that i get from running uh, and facilitating the, the groups and the sessions and uh, most of them are for men the ones that i do but we yeah. offer other things but um so it's you know I, for me i'm not one of those people who will say like i'm just raising awareness because that's 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 great but I, what we do is miles more than that miles more uh, because we, we actually and, and if you have to be ready or you know you have to have a helping hand but we actually do the work and we do the work often and it's 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 messy it's very messy it can be uncomfortable but it's also supportive and real and very empowering and, and rewarding is a good word because a guy last night in the sessions it's always someone else who says it better than you uh said like you know mike you should bottle you should bottle this like because whatever this is like you don't get it anywhere else and you know socially you can get it but the sessions are magical in many ways that might sound a bit flowery but but people say men don't talk well of course yeah get no, the conditions course. right get the conditions right and they really do yeah it's it's a safe space that you've created and definitely that's where magic can happen i think um and when you when you sort of go through that journey you do a lot of the work on your own don't you apart from obviously you start opposite a therapist or whoever um, but I think a natural progression from that, that I've definitely thought about is I'd love to try like group spaces and um, talking about it with other people because you're right like as good as friends as you can have you don't just launch mm. into 
straight into whatever you're feeling or you you might touch on it a little bit and then you know you talk about the everyday and things like that so yeah I can imagine it's a brilliant kind of space and I've seen that they're doing the women's one aren't they they're like bringing it back because I was having a little look about when things yeah available went on hiatus and uh, hiatus. it went on a break and because and, <laughs> it, it ultimately the work we do you know it's very very volunteer led and, and you know it's hard to get that regular commitment because people have got lives jobs socialized things have opened up and and you know it for people to depend on it we need a regular so my wife was a big driver in the roomies uh thing initially oh, but then yeah. she's she's working a lot but we've got six or seven who, who want to reshape it but for me if people have that genuine interest it's bringing them in and and, and giving them the tools to do that and, and and peer support is as good as the peer but the peer can grow and, and we always try and buddy people up but the women's group may end up looking very different than what it did before but i feel like even if it's a monthly thing there is a provision i think in manchester definitely like i, I see like there's a lot about men's groups but why not have women's groups and just friendship groups community groups with a mental health focus yeah I, I think it's it is a unique thing you know as much as people talk about it like saying there aren't many people that are actually going taking action and bringing people together in physical spaces um is is it something that people who volunteer have to be trained for or is it just people who are willing to listen to people or they've been through kind of some kind of journey themselves yeah, the willingness and, and it does help to have been some kind of journey yourself because you've got something there, haven't you? And, and the good thing about peer support is what we do is you can use your own experiences. But in terms of training, you know, we do, you know, we, we buddy them up, but we, we'll do the training in-house. But for, for our more regular volunteers, for example, we sent a few on mental health first aid and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, we, it's, I think often it's just that confidence, like that was shackles that you think, we, we think, people think that we're not good enough and then when you come into yeah. a community where well let's all not be good enough together and actually realize that we're more than good enough all the way through yeah exactly just god the pressure to be perfect everyone knows that it's not real but um how much are we actually talking about how much we're you know insecure about pretending that we're not and we are it's something mm -hmm. that i I've tried to do a little bit more through my Instagram because I have the podcasts and then I feel like I help other people share stories, but then they really inspire me to try and open up myself a little bit more in a public yeah. space. And I feel great when I do it. I feel so much better. Um, I'll be scared about talking about something then I'll put it out and I'll think, why was I even bothered? Um, and then, yeah, yeah. It's, it's empowering. And it, especially when people reach out to you and you realise people are willing to listen and they're willing to give you their time um, and it's not yeah. you're not being a burden by asking for help or asking for opinions or sharing your story and all that kind of stuff um so what are the things that impact your mental health the most yeah i'm, I'm thinking even this, the phrase mental health can weigh very heavy um like yeah. oh here we go again but for me i've I one trying to try and rebrand it as mental fitness i think that that's a good little yeah. tweak on it so you know fit, how to keep myself mentally fit um but yeah for me stress is a massive trigger and, and burnout uh, because i take on so much i'm a very energetic and passionate and driven person but that's partly due to the fact that i'm neurodiverse and i'm now getting to the grips with this adhd which i've only really scratched the surface on and yeah, yeah. and and it can mean that i can just work 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 and then not open up or talk about the things that are stressing me or i can't deal with so um 
I, I, and I can maybe start to name it, but I think the difference is to be to experience it and like kind of sit with that feeling instead of like brushing past it and ignoring that and feeling stressed or ignoring that and feeling down and low. Um, I learned a lot from therapy and my training. It's not being scared of the symptoms of, of whatever, surfacing like anger or whatever, not being scared of, because their symptoms are a sign to notice and, and not just rush to fix it, notice it. And what can I learn and understand from this? So I'm feeling angry because, you know, I've been let down here or I feel let down because of my expectation, you know, and it just helps me to kind of nip it in the bud. I always say, check yourself before you wreck yourself because that's what I'm doing because it can happen very, very quickly for me. So if I spot it 20 minutes before, it can stop me from getting agitated or annoyed or if I can say, right, well, I'm going to take an hour off now or, yeah, it's not about negative patterns and, and things like that. And it, as many people know, like it's just noticing when it's coming and saying, I'm, I'm black and white thinking here, I'm comparing and despairing. And, and, and I know that it's better to know you're doing it than it sneak up on you. Definitely, yeah. And I think the instinct is to kind of think you should squash it as well. I mean, it's one thing, obviously, letting it get out of hand, but you shouldn't also go to the other extreme of not allowing yourself to feel what you think are negative feelings um I mean I used to I used to think it was a good thing to like have a really long run without crying and I used to have like a weird tally in my head of say I would cry about something and think oh I've not cried about six months before that damn it and now I realize it's a brilliant thing to do you have to let it out and you have to feel it and obviously with things like anger maybe it's a bit more tricky because it's you have to make it productive not everything can be productive but useful let's say you have to look at it and um see why you're feeling that and then that'll help you manage it better but yeah noticing those those feelings before they kind of destroy you or or just idly letting them happen happen to you um without really thinking about them such an easy thing to do and I did that for most of my life what would you tell other people going through these issues I always think this is a really difficult question, um, even though like I'm going to you know do training and stuff like this is going to be part of my career. But I've, I've one, the one thing I always do is build good relationships by people, and I take the sting out of it straight away by saying I'm not perfect, and it's not a done deal. And what works for me might not work for you. As like a disclaimer, because it takes all that pressure away. Be like me or whatever. Don't be like me. Um, but there are places you can connect with other people. That's a suggestion. You know, gentle suggestion, yeah. not it on someone um but like take that step give it a try and we can point you in the right direction and and kind of let's look at your options um instead of just flat out just saying this is what you need to do jumping in rescuing or saving that's not always useful and you know yeah like just and listening empathically obviously comes as part of that process but you know i've learned all those answers because i probably got it wrong for a long time so you know it's it's learning by doing yeah definitely um i think yeah you touch on a good point listening is a really important part of it and i think i've definitely thought a lot in the past that i had to have like the perfect advice or i've been ready with um you know loads of advice and trying to help and trying to fix things um and sometimes it is just about listening you might not have the answer for them or their situation might be different to yours but um i think it's an interesting question to ask because a lot of the time you might have some really good advice ready for someone, but you wouldn't have the same advice ready for yourself. And when you sort of think of yourself as a friend that you would be giving advice to, you could try and have a bit more 
compassion, which um, which isn't always there. Yeah, lead with the compassion. Yeah, we, we avoid advice in the, in the sessions. We try not to give direct advice. So the way that we kind of get out of that is say in our contract, we say like share from your own experiences, use the I, you know, I, I find that this works for me, but then yeah. then they've got the of like maybe taking that on board or saying well that's not going to work for me like my meditation i really struggle with because i've got a really short attention span uh, i know there's shorter ones but I, maybe i need something different yeah oh my god i'm the same with meditation like i have I have been doing it for like 10 minutes a day or trying for quite a while now and it's at first i was pressuring myself i read a book about it and i thought you had to find the gap between your thoughts and then I listened to someone else talking about it on a podcast and they were like, well, if you're not thinking, you're dead. Like, don't pressure yourself to not be thinking. And um, so I was just putting too much pressure on myself and just sitting down for 10 minutes, trying to quiet my mind. That was useful enough for me. I, my thoughts were still going around. I'm still not great at it, but I think just just the intention is is good and at least trying to do something and just forget about the to-do to list and whatever for a brief amount of time. <laughs> Um, sounds good yeah and what's your coping method when you're having a bit of a bad day i mean what you've just said there really helps me just try and make some space like if it i'll, I'll have to try and get out of the room and make five ten minutes just to have a brew and clear my mind but yeah n noticing noticing what's going on i've mentioned uh, admitting it as well not denying it uh embracing it in a way kind of like let, let's let's get Let's get dirty with this feeling and emotion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, feel, you know, feel your feelings. Um, yeah. Remind myself. If I'm having a crap day, I try and remind myself uh, of other crap days I've had and say, well, it's not as crap as that day. Uh, and I got through That's that day. Do you remember that day when you got, like, in loads of trouble or that day when someone dumped you or that day? You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I compare it to my, my own self. I don't compare it to other people. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, remind, remind, and again, I learn a lot of these from the guys in the group, you know, like, and I, I might yeah. be more privileged than, for example, and they'll be like, well, I've got, I've got a lovely dog, I've got an amazing wife, I've got a house, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of good things going for me. And it just leaves little reminders, bam, 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 and then that could be that 10 minutes buffer that I need to go back in and get, yeah. get back to work. It's not always easy to remember at the time, is it? Like, you can have a whole list of things i think this is why people write them down actually which seems really useful I, ne mm. I never do that but like sometimes i'll like you say just as simple as hugging your dog and he just makes me smile but then i'll do that and i'll think oh i should do that next time i feel rubbish that could get rid of it a lot more quickly um but at the same yeah. time it is, it is also useful to unpack it and um just write some stuff down like i wasn't doing that for years since mm. i was a teenager really like before pandemic and then I got back into the habit of keeping a diary and god it's so useful like you can just track everything that you've kind of learned or done wrong or whatever um over a year or so yeah. time it's, it's really useful um and what was your biggest challenge <laughs> over the pandemic I think for me um I prioritized career change uh, and it comes obviously with things were taking off at the beginning of the pandemic for talk about it, mate was in terms of launching these groups quite ambitious and, and and you know leaving one career and trying to prove myself in another career and then obviously that really hit the skids on like a three-week period where i was i was really vulnerable i think and uh but then we managed to pull it together and i relied on people around me as well and uh, kind of have to start trusting people a bit more which is obviously hard when you've got your own yeah. organization and then 
yeah, that was the challenge. But we provided a lot of spaces out of that, and like, you know, three hundred odd events last year or whatever. Um, so yeah, but and and personally for me, it's that excitement could force me to work harder and harder and harder, and, and then I judge myself worth of how hard I work. So I have to kind of remind yeah. myself to not do that, to not yeah. burn out, and and be again grateful and 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 just watch certain things like screen time and overworking and notice when you're comparing yourself as well. Yeah, it's something I struggle with. Like I've talked about it recently, but just not feeling really alive unless I'm really busy and overworking and pushing myself um and it is a problem because even though I've set good habits and like since um the pandemic just learned to really love relaxing as well and realized that does make me really happy I don't always have to be on the go um and yet still I do feel really alive and I'm really busy and doing loads of things even if I'm starting to get burnt out and I think it's just when we go into like fight or flight mode probably it's like surviving which is which is not the healthiest way but but yeah when you've got a lot of ambition um like yourself then obviously there's a lot of good coming out of it as well and I guess you just have to remind yourself of that <laughs> yeah balance yeah you mentioned yeah. surviving and majority of us if you look at that mental health continuum of spending our time in that surviving you know, people on Instagram might pretend that they're like absolutely excelling in life, but that's, that's a facade in many ways. Yeah. But the majority was surviving and we don't want to get down to struggling in a crisis point. So that's why we that's why we exist. And, and actually, with a little bit of tweaks and, and reminding of your self-worth, we start to do more for ourselves and we start thriving. And I think that that's where the majority of us lie. And uh, and that's really helped in kind of the work that I've done. And, and when, when things are going well, I am very aware of that as well yeah well that's good yeah i'm glad um like celebrating our successes is something we can struggle with i think particularly in this country i don't think it's encouraged to be you know full of yourself these kind of terms that are seen as bad but um yeah we need more of it i think they have a, more of that in american culture self celebration and all that kind of stuff and what was the surprise positive of the pandemic for you I think that um, I think we we kind of there's been a lot of division and there always is a lot of division. But I think that, that there was something that united us that we were all going through. Uh, so it was a great leveler in terms of mental health because then you've got all these people who who in general would have very good lives and and it wouldn't bother them on a day to day basis actually struggling and 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 they're and connecting with people who are like, look, I've been through this and like you had a real good like spectrum of people and 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 yeah again we'd focus on not what divides us but what brings us together yes there's always going to be agendas pushed but uh, we, it brought more people together around that shared thing of that that we, we were isolated we were cut off and if you're thinking like the first half of 2020 you know after after the pandemic hit we were getting big numbers on groups loads of interaction on whatsapp you know like yeah, there's just yeah. the hundreds of people regularly interacting quizzing with each other and, and and i think that yeah that that really surprised me because i thought actually when the pandemic came that it would really affect our organization but actually we're a completely different animal now because of that because we yeah. met that COVID challenge you know national lottery funded us because we were doing it so well yeah. like and now is the next challenge you're into like the third the third age of talk about your mate which is kind of where we're at now yeah yeah oh that says yeah I, I agree with that definitely I, I suddenly felt like we all had something in common and when you met new people 
you instantly have something to talk about um even in just sort of general spaces you're all chatting about how you found it and um you know what you're looking forward to and what people were doing throughout lockdown and things like that and yeah I can imagine people who were already looking for mental health support that kind of exacerbated the need and and the enthusiasm for it probably as well um what's one thing you wish someone would do when you are having a bad day that's an amazing question, by the way. That is a really, really good question. We don't ask that enough to people, do we? Maybe we should just go around with like a badge of that on or something, people yeah. would know. Uh, number one, for, you know, even if it's a stranger, I'd, give me a hug. I love a hug. Some people yeah. are like, don't give hugs to people who don't like hugs. Number two, I, I'll have a cup of tea. Like, like, like that's a running joke for we talk about, mate. All our communities is... We, we have debates about what's a cup of tea, how to take our cup of tea, <laughs> what biscuits. So, yeah. And then for me, from the people closest to me, especially, remind, yeah, So because if I've taken like a hit, my, my self-worth might have gone down and, and just remind me like that, you know, that I'm worth something. And, and no matter what, you know, before, now, in the future, I'm good enough. I will be good enough. I'm, you know, that, that's really good. And for me, I'm a big believer in rooting for people. Like I just, I just know when someone's rooting for me. I can tell. It makes me feel amazing. It can change my mood, and and, and I can tell when someone's not. Mm. And that's a big thing. I'm a very adept at that because maybe um, my brain, but uh, appreciate you know me for how I'm different and not, you know, that makes me feel special. And 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 obviously the usual things: offer to listen to the person, ask open questions, listen empathically, don't judge. Makes I make it sound easy, but it's not. But you do it once, you do it the second time, you do it better. And that's the kind of thing what I talk about mate offer. So, you know, try to un- listen to understand. Yeah, no, it's really good points. Like the smallest thing for me can make a difference to my day. Um, and I probably need to remember that when thinking about how I could help other people as well, because I tend to think I don't really impact the people that much or, you know, they, they don't really need my words are me to reach out but yeah it's definitely good to support other people i definitely try to do that as much as possible but yeah it's as well it's like you can learn so many good techniques and whatever and you can go on whatever journey and um come to a lot of realizations but if you're having a bad day it's easy for that to fall away and go out the window and sometimes you do need another person to help you come out of it a little bit you know it's not like we all have to be completely self-sufficient obviously that's the whole ethos of your groups as well as like rely on other people you know we can be a community we can be there for each other and that's just a really nice way of looking at the world we cut ourselves off don't we and that, that's where the isolation and that's yeah. when i do start to think about people when they do cut themselves off and and yes we need our own space but you know one of my favourite TED Talks and, and people is Brené Brown. Like, because there's a few of them I don't like, but hers really good. You know, we're hardwired for connection. Like, it's it's that thing. Sometimes it's that spark that we need that another person can bring who's not living in your head that can yeah. lift you out of it. And then you put eight or nine of those people in a room. That's why. So that's why I'm so passionate. I'm like banging on the door about how good peer support is. I go into these forums. I go yeah. and talk to these people and it's like that's what it can do because you can go in there at a four come out at a six like very rarely do you come in at a five and leave at a three like like 99 percent of the people i would say leave in a 
better place, not drastically better than when they started, and that's what those interactions can give. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I need to. Uh, you do the walking groups as well on Thursdays, don't you? Is that is that men's groups? Because I'm sure I saw a woman on one of the pictures, and I was like, oh, maybe I can join one. Yeah, it's mixed. Yeah, and that's oh, come cool. out of. We did one in Salford, and one of the guys who came over to Salford, he actually lives in Didsbury. He just said, "Oh, do you mind if I do one in Didsbury?" I was like, "Go for it!" And he's a really nice guy, oh, really, yeah. really good conversationalist. Like he, he's got a real gift that you, you feel like you're the only person in the world when he's talking oh. to you. Know, like he can, he's brilliant, and I'm only too happy to let him volunteer some time to lead a walk. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in Didsbury. They're doing them around the. They're part, don't they? Around Fletcher Moss, is it? And I've seen pictures. Yeah, so. yeah, only been doing it a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, and what is the best thing you ever did for yourself? Um, oh, mm, that's um, yeah, I've had some good food in my life. No, <laughs> a bit of traveling. Um, no, for in a personal for me. Yeah, I think it was have have person centered therapy because I think a lot of people think therapy or counselling is the first thing that you get offered when you go to the doctors, and that'll be CBT therapy, and that's a very, 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 very different kind of therapy yeah. from what I'm training in, and, and it, you know, because that allowed me to get to the root cause of why I was feeling like I was feeling, and it helped me yeah. appreciate that a lot of things that I thought were weaknesses were huge huge strengths like empathy sensitivity and it changed it honestly it changed the direction of my life and and as i keep having it i can keep working through my issues brilliant yeah a couple of other people have said the same thing we've been on the podcast you know cbt can definitely be useful yeah. but it doesn't get to the root cause and you don't really get to know yourself any better and yeah i went on the same kind of journey and i was just kind of feeling like I was just talking about the problem but but then I would be like yeah but I need to talk about this but I can't talk about this because that's not suitable so I felt like I was still being silenced in a way um just because it's not you know that that's not the technique not that it's um a bad thing but yeah it seems like a lot of people find they have to go on that same journey of taking it back to childhood or whenever and it's it's Mm. crazy looking back and thinking how little you kind of knew yourself before like I, I just can't imagine that now getting to just know why why you do things a, a little bit more you know there's still a lot of mysteries it's an ongoing journey obviously but um I think a lot of people do spend most of the 20s just kind of letting life happen to them and not really thinking about why they're reacting in ways that they react absolutely yeah, if you can afford it like do it i think you think about how much people spend on yeah, coffee per month or go to the gym it's just the gym for your mind isn't it but like you know, yeah, yeah yeah and and finding a therapist is very much like finding a partner if you don't like the first one you go for someone else and, yeah. and, and therapists aren't really bothered actually a good counselor would be like if they if you didn't feel comfortable with them they'd be like appreciate how honest you were with them um, yeah, yeah. because it's not about like holding on to people yeah i think just look around for what you're looking for and again if anyone can spare what 40 50 pound a week it's definitely worth it because I, if i if i have a week when i haven't had therapy i know it like this week i haven't because she's been on holiday and i can feel it yeah you're like come back <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's definitely about the relationship obviously you have to feel like you're in a safe space which is obviously what you're all about creating feel like you trust the person and you can open up to them and um, what's one thing you'd want to tell the younger 
you, the younger Mike? Oh, tough one again. I'd say just like don't, don't. I was a big people pleaser because I just wanted to be liked, you know, Mm. like low self esteem, classic. But don't just be who you feel others want you to be. Like, yeah, you know, you're good enough as you are. You will be. I I don't know. For me, that would be really important Um, because even now. I still have like a hangover from that um, and it's hard to train yourself to go into a room and be like, I am good enough to do something without feeling like immense shame of being arrogant or something. Oh, like it, it manifests now as imposter syndrome, which a lot of people have who are more than good enough, but because they've got that feeling that they've stayed with them and, and, and I don't know, I, I would just tell myself, yeah, be, be you know, who, you've, who you want to be. Yeah definitely a good piece of advice definitely identify with that one um just being more yourself is something therapy definitely allows you to do as well just um when you get to know yourself better you accept yourself more and then kind of embrace it again doesn't make you perfect you know I'll still have days where I'm like I'm embarrassed to be saying what I'm saying or I think no one's listening or I think it's all rubbish and I'm scared to put myself out there and I do like sort of rely on praise from other people as well or validation and you know we're all human um we all need that from time to time yeah and last question i think music is such a big part of um making us feel better and helping us sort of vent emotions um so what is your go-to song that you always put on to sort of lift your day yeah, I wrote a few down actually, but for me, oh cool. Number one is um, all my friends by LCD Sound System. Oh yeah, because it bangs straight. Yeah, it's one of my favourite tunes. It just reminds me of good yeah. times, and and it can put me back in that very very quickly. It always has a kind of effect on me. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. A couple of other people have mentioned like taking them straight back to memory. It can be so transformative like that can't say it can just change your whole day in three minutes (laughs) yeah it really can you started playing it on the radio actually but uh, yeah the other ones i wrote down the the, the second one mainly is uh doves i love doves but there goes the fear is always one of my favorite songs like that it just just can snap me out of the mood yeah yeah i suppose that that's it really yeah that's a really good choice i used to love pounding as well and i used to go to south years ago and clint boone loved that song so much he used to put it on twice in a row whenever he'd play it <laughs> always the last song at fifth Avenue 42 because that's my generation and and it was the last song pounding it was like the best song i loved it yeah so good definitely gonna put that on after this <laughs> oh i will too yeah <laughs> well thanks very much for joining i know um how precious your time is when you you're pushing yourself to do all these things so i, I really appreciate it I really enjoyed the chat. It's looking forward to speaking to you for ages. And I'm I'm just really impressed by it all because, you know, there's a lot of platitudes out there. There's a lot of sort of memes about mental health and things um, with, with not much um, substance behind them. So, yeah, it's, it's really nice to see people doing tangible things and stuff that's obviously helping people in real life and in the local area as well. So... Yeah, I definitely want to come along to one of the groups or walks at some point. 
yeah, link up with us. And yeah, I really appreciate what you said there because you won't see all, us doing all those platitudes because we're too busy actually doing the bloody work. And it <laughs> takes a long time. It takes a lot of time. Up, up. But uh, so if you are interested in coming along and seeing what it's all about, then we will link him with anybody. And there's loads going on in South Manchester. It, we're not going away. That's all I'm going to say. So I really appreciate yeah. And you're doing a great thing here. Oh, thanks very much. Well, have a nice evening, Mike. Take some time to yourself to decompress. And uh, I will. I'll speak to you again at some point. Thanks very much. All the best. Keep in touch. Bye. Okay, bye. How great was Mike? I really enjoyed that chat with him. And I just find it great when people are doing such great work like this and obviously care so much about helping others after things that they've gone through themselves it can sometimes feel like the world's a cold dark place so we definitely need more people like Mike I love that he mentioned the word magic because I feel like I've started to use that word a lot lately as I've noticed when I start feeling really good mentally I feel like I see magic everywhere like in nature this is something I discussed after going on a retreat last month called create your own reality which was absolutely ace and with these in-person support groups that Mike does they just offer that next level of support that allows comfortable sharing in a real setting away from the online world where the compassion and empathy of other human beings are just that much more tangible and he's right that is definitely where magic can happen and it obviously is doing a lot touching a lot of people's lives and changing a lot of people's lives for the better so yeah all the best to them and i'm definitely going to go along to one of the groups or walks very soon i hope you have a great week and i will see you back here next fortnight <laughs>